Uh, what should be the line? Got it. Holy rusty metal, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Full Metal Alchemist. No, I'm your host, no, Michelle Lachon. No, no, no. And away I'm, we I've go. Got, I've got a good line. I've got a good episode. line. I've got a good line. Hold okay, on. Go, 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 go. Stetus Lapidus. <laughs> Slatter me up in honey and call me Dev Patel. It's another episode of Full Metal Analysts. Welcome to our show where three writers analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I am Mike. And our guest today, he's back. It's been 50 episodes, <laughs> but we oh! said he would be back. And here he is. <laughs> Please welcome back, Cardinal Warrior. It's me. Yeah, I always, I just have to save it. Just wait till the anticipation for me builds to a... It comes to a head. Nothing. <laughs> the people are screaming. <laughs> There's people outside the studio right now, like, pounding on the windows. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> those are the those are just QAnon. <laughs> this week we're talking about the episode Last Light, which was directed by Hisatoshi Shimizu, who directed episode 48, The Elf in the Tunnel, and this one. So salute. They're gone. That's it. And of course, it was written by Hiroshi Inoki, who wrote the previous episode and wrote all the other episodes after this one. So <laughs> And I think we're in pretty good hands. I think we can all yeah. agree. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but this is a banger. Like, this is I a banger. It's a yeah. banger. Bang, bang. Sure. Silence. Silence. It's... <laughs> <laughs> what are you like, looking at me uh -huh. for? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Should we do just the concept now? Yeah, yeah. So I am aware that in the previous episodes, I have gone way too long about certain things I don't like about this part of the show. Wait, what is... What is I'm not aware of any of this, by the way. Um, <laughs> Arthur, do I have your permission to summarize quickly and succinctly? You can summarize. You can summarize. Okay, my problem with this part of the show... In very few words as that. In terms of the narrative, I think the stuff with the Eric brothers is so good. It works so much. It's so fun to watch. I just don't think the same can be said for just about any of the side characters. I think the show is focusing a lot on characters who they are either like barely introduced and nobody cares about them or they don't have like half of the character arc that the Eric brothers have. And as a result, this part as a whole is less complex and less fascinating and also to me less narratively engaging. But that's just me. That's my problem. And I brought it up way too much. So we've introduced a new concept, which Arthur now has in his hands a button. If I talk too much about it, <laughs> he will press the button and I will fall through a trapdoor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, uh, can we do a test run? Michelle, I'm a, I'm a generous god. So, uh, <laughs> can we see how it works? Wait, we got a recap to do first. Let's Holy do the oh, recap oh, first. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now it's like, Oh, God. So now it's time for our recap, and it's a moment in the podcast where one of us will do an improvised 21-second recap of this week's episode, and that person will be chosen by the roll of a dice. If it lands on one, it's me. If it lands on two, it's Arthur. If it lands on three, it's Mike. If it lands on four, it's our guest, Karna. So let's roll the dice. Mm -hmm. Four. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so Roy refuses to perform human transmutation, then... Uh, 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 Bradley shows up and they, uh, make him, or Pride also shows up and then they make him do it. And then, um, he teleports to the location where father is and then, uh, they fight, uh, Bradley and Scar fight and, uh, then they talk to father in the basement. That's it. You got it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Did he miss anything? Uh, maybe that Al scene. Oh yeah, yeah, Al scene. That's a cool, really cool scene. Just the best part, but everything <laughs> else is right. Just the part where he talks to his soul, and it's very, it's the deepest emotional part of the episode. By yeah. the way, who, <laughs> I just have a question. It's not a complaint. <laughs> Arthur, it's, it's not a, a complaint. 
the question. <laughs> Who is in Al's body? Well, it's his soul. It's his soul. It's Al. No, but his soul is in the suit. Well, I guess that's true. That is true. It's his mind. It's yeah, his it's, body. I guess I think it is still like him, like a piece of him, right? You know. Yeah. It, it makes sense to me that it, it is his body, like in the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I was wondering while watching this? Like Al's body is just sitting there in that room, right? Is there a room with just like a pile of organs in it? Yeah. <laughs> like for Izumi, oh just like God. a small pile of organs. Just, yeah, an arm. <laughs> <laughs> and then like she goes back to the truth and the organs are sitting there and they're like, you're back. <laughs> I, did, I did have to laugh a little bit when they're like, you know, oh, of course, he wanted his mother back. So he lost the very leg he stand on. Like he <laughs> That's stood such, on. That was such fucking and, bullshit. And then Al yeah, lost his reach. whole body. <laughs> and the only one that made sense was Izumi is because he was like, lost the ability to give children, yeah. to yeah. have children. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Well, I think, I think that one, the one that actually made sense, although they admittedly hit it a little hard was Mustang lost his eyesight. And he was no. like the one with he the vision. Kinda. The I, I don't, I don't agree with that no, one. I, I have a better, I have a better, I mean, to be fair, as, as um, it's pointed out, you know, like it's a stretch. Like father is probably yeah. speaking out right. to us, you know, I just like to imagine there's a bunch of truths in a room where like, come on guys. All right, all right, all right. So this guy did a human presentation. What do we do with him? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how about we we take out his hands? No, no, no. That's too obvious. What do we do? Take out a vertebra so he can't bend over so good. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, let's go. Vertebra. It's like, oh, shit. It's like the Oopa Loopas, you know, coming up with a song. I think we could all come up with a better ironic punishment. I think the obvious one would be take off his hands. Cause for who? Because they're stained for with Roy, blood. For Roy. Oh, for Roy. Yeah, I, I like the blind thing. I think it. Kind I of think makes the blind sense. thing works. It's also cool because you don't see it right away, and it gives yeah. a night. It gives an extra fun reveal when he's yeah. like, "It's dark. We'll turn on the lights." <laughs> yeah, why like, is it so dark in here? I thought that was actually pretty fucking tragic. It's pretty effective. Yeah, I, I really think it's effective. Even you know, it is a classic kind of trope, but I liked it. Yeah, I just think like if you imagine that the things they lose have to do with the pain that they're trying to avoid, like how Izumi's trying to avoid the pain of losing a kid and Ed and Al are trying to avoid the pain of losing their mom. It just doesn't really make sense. Like, what is the pain that Roy is... Why are you guys so quiet? No, no, no. <laughs> Bye. Okay, no, that wasn't that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. Oh, thank God. For a second, I thought that was me. I, you thought, thought, oh, from I saw pink. my life flashing before my eyes. Holy shit. <laughs> 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 I I just I didn't come I just I said wanted it. to fly. Oh my god! <laughs> my game ha- it's the fear. The fear <laughs> is so worse great. than the. Uh, this was the worst idea I've ever had my entire life. Oh, he's jumpy. I don't even have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the torture. The the fear is worse than the real. <laughs> this is like the slap the bed thing. Oh, yeah. well, see, it is like slap slap bed. Shit, why did I do that to myself? <laughs> right, whatever. So I want to talk about the Al scene because I thought it was a really good scene. It's a very simple, like, choice. Mm-hmm. I did think it was kind of dickish how his body at the end was like, by going back, you may have plunged the world into darkness. And it's like, Al didn't know you, little bitch. Like, how could it? <laughs> yeah. Like, stop complaining. He just, poor guy has been through so much. Like, yeah. <laughs> Giving the body a monologue was an interesting choice. That is when I start to be like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, why is it like, you're right. I think I think when you start to think about it, it is like, but I think, you know, ultimately they're just doing that to like get you hyped for the next episode or whatever, I think. So. Yeah. I don't fully understand what the stakes are of that, like why it should be so that that plunges the world into darkness. Because he says it when Al comes back, father goes, now the five are here. So by going so like back. He needs to be, if he 
didn't go back, he would not have been used as a sacrifice. Oh. Although, apparently, they could just force yeah, the people just to make do... Yeah, they can just make everyone. <laughs> oh, I did have that complaint, actually, speaking of. Can, do I have the floor? Can I complain about this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had the go same one, actually. This is, this so is valid. Yeah, you this is valid. Uh, you have a... Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. I also thought it was like... I mean, I don't have a problem with them being like, well, whatever, we can just force you to do it. I don't have a problem with that. It's just that it comes out of nowhere. And it mm -hmm. just comes across to me like they wanted Roy to do it, but not. It's the same thing with Al and the Philosopher's Stone earlier, you know, when we mm -hmm. when they were like, yeah, but the Philosopher's Stone, it, it's certainly OK because the souls wouldn't be used. It's like they wanted to have this end point where Al fights and Roy does human transportation, but they didn't want to make their characters do bad choices, you know? Yeah, I don't mind the Al one because I think the payout is way higher. Like seeing Al use the stone is so badass that I don't, it's like, whatever, I'll I'll let that character, bit of character jiggery work, you know? But yeah, this one does feel like the writer's hand or whatever, just be like, we need to get this happening. <laughs> my, you know? my question was like, if they could have just done this the whole time, why, why didn't they? Why didn't you know? Yeah, why are exactly. they like yeah, rallying the up question. these like? They're like, I wish we didn't have to do it this way, and it's like, why? Like, what are you? Yeah, you know, you could have picked any five alchemists and put them in the center of a circle and done it. You know, it's, and mm -hmm. then just kept them like in a cage until the promise day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going back to what I said last episode, this makes the whole like fact that they know each other just seem like an unnecessary problem that father didn't really need to deal with is the idea that they do have some moral qualms about it or something like is that why they don't want to force well, someone to do there it is, or they hinted that because pride did it he starts falling to pieces but i personally don't know if that's what the thing is i don't yeah, know I think, if I think it's pride is just falling to pieces because he's fought a lot i don't know i generally do not know i mean pride's taking a beating for sure yeah, yeah. how about when they forced him when they showed that writing on the on the circle, the transmutation circle, like that weird homunculus writing. Like, what did that say? Like, did it say like, eat at Joe's or something? <laughs> like, what did it say? <laughs> I've extrapolated like, okay, maybe they need like strong people or something. There's something cool about making, like the fact that they forced him to do it and he wouldn't do it is cool yeah. and good for Roy's character, but it doesn't, it is a problem because it's like, yeah. why did they go through all this effort to get Hohenheim and Zumi and the brothers? And it's right. like, you kind of wish or you kind of think that maybe Roy at some point should have had to have done this so that it could have all worked into this moment. You know what I mean? It felt a little like, oh, shit, we never gave Roy that moment where he does human transmutation, you know? Yeah, it's like you get the reversal of him. You're like, the, you know, the character beat of him choosing not to and then trusting Risa and having that growth mm -hmm. so i think you like sacrifice like you could because you could easily just make him do it you know and then that solves that problem yeah i mean but i kind of like that he's like how'd you know not to do it or like how'd you know what i meant by that look and he's right. like mm -hmm. i like no, that i love that part yeah i think that's super great so i'm saying i think like they have that so then it's like then they're like full fuck how do we we, we How still want to make him like have human transformation. Like, okay, they just force him. I think the trick was you could have done it and maybe should have done it all the way back when Roy wasn't fully cooked yet. Like done it, no right. pun intended. Like do it back when Roy was like killing lust or something. You know what I right. mean? Right. So, like a well, moment. But then, then we kind of get into the problem that the show has where Roy is so powerful. Where like last mm. episode, Roy was getting his ass kicked and it's like, wait a second, what? Five episodes ago, he was snapping his finger. That's and just the anime Envy trope, with... though. That's just an anime yeah. trope. Well, I know, but it's like the solution is obvious. Just don't make him a beat. But I, I don't know. I no, just but feel he's like... so cool, dude. You got to have a fucking fire guy. That's so yeah, dope. You got to have Come a on. fire guy. He's well, so fucking don't. cool. Well, 
point of yeah. the book does it say you have to have a fire guy? You gotta if have you, a fire okay. guy. You're telling me you don't want to snap your fingers and a fucking fire comes out? That's cool, dude. No, I snap my fingers way too much for emphasis. I want to save that, bro. <laughs> Fantastic Four has a fire guy. No, I, I love, I think, like, his powers are so cool. I think, like, you know, his fights are so cool. I think, like, that's, obviously, he's OP, but, like, cool you, I'm willing to, say, I'm willing to set some, some disbelief. <laughs> I can't think uh, of any more fire guys. Suspended, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twelve fire guys. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of like when you're DMing a D and D match, and you have that guy who exploited a sheet to get like the super <laughs> powerful power, yeah. and so you have to come up with all these reasons why you can't do it. It's like I snap my fingers. Well, this guy just sliced your glove in half. Well, I snap my head. Well, no, you did this. It's like, <laughs> and now that doesn't even matter because, of course, they've broken the transmutation circles. But he's seen the truth, so now he can do that without a transmutation mm -hmm. circle. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something I want to complain about. Do I have your permission, Arthur? <laughs> yeah, but you know, if it, fingers it, on the button. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. What I want to complain about is a little someone called Scar. Scar feels really forgotten. Get that mm -hmm. button ready. Get that button ready. No, no, he just he does he just does right. I mean, yeah. am I not the no, only one who feels that? I actually really like the fight between him and um, yeah. Fear. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was cool. I was gonna say like that fight is awesome. I love the line like. Isn't this poetic? Like two nameless men fighting to the death. I really love that part. <laughs> I'll say, actually, this episode made me feel a little bit like you're wrong, Michelle, for the first time, but not because you're like wrong, but because it's like, you're right. Like he has been underutilized for a long ass he time. He has been, and mm -hmm. this is the first time we get him we back. We see him like actually yeah. do anything. Yeah. I like the square down. I hope he kills King Bradley. I hope it's him that does it. It's actually very fitting. And yeah. uh, I think that would be great. He's underserved in general in this part because like, I feel like his you know, big narrative hefty stuff has been done. Mm -hmm. So he's just kind of like hanging out with everyone and like going with them. Right. And like here he is fighting the guy who is responsible for the genocide of his people, like directly. Right. He's been going after like SS officers, but this is like Hitler. And now he's fighting him, but he's fighting him for a different reason because he's like grown from yeah. pure vengeance to like now he's protecting people and helping people. So I think... That's cool, but why there was such a lull in the middle mm -hmm. where it's like, what what is this deal? Like, oh, I yeah. guess he's better now. <laughs> Sometimes you're like way too positive on this show. Like, no, I could tell you, Michelle was not having a good time watching this. Let me... Oof, oof, oof. And there's nothing you guys don't like about this part. No, no real complaints, <laughs> Arthur. I just think like, especially you, you just got to learn to do a little bit of criticism every now and then. You know, I can complain. I have complaints sometimes. <sighs> no, you don't. Listen to me. This anime surely is a lot of great fun. <laughs> but flaws wise, it clearly has more than just one. Let me put it like not enough to make me wanna pearl. <laughs> but it's enough that I can call it a pearl. I know you're like, what? But just give me a little bit of a whirl. Just hear from my skirl as I now unfurl while this part of the show blows. I'm positive, you're positive, that this will fill us with some mirth. And now it's time for some constructive conversation. Fun to compliment, I won't try to dead this animate steals. See, action's very fun, but if it's my turn, I'll go with my feels. I'm just pointing out the sins and the faults. I'm not alone, you see, the fans speak to me. What are they saying? 
burn this shit down so why not try a little criticism just because always whine and groan don't mean i don't like this show crack open the book and drink to intellectualism it's quite delightful actually partake into this blasphemy and soon you see that you should try a little bit of this thing you call criticism okay it's my turn now i'm not saying that i don't love to criticize yeah hopping on the same three damn points doesn't seem very wise <laughs> you're wasting our time yeah. it's still my verse Get wrecked, sit down and listen my friend because your constant bitching is kind of a curse oh, you your politics are a big old source of pride but that's the kind of tune a kid's cartoon just cannot abide. How about you try to identify the true reason your hate has grown? No, 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 no. <laughs> Imagine you're staring at your phone. Okay. Watching images of a show and a story whose delights you've never known. That's specific. So 10 years later, you do a rewatch and you soon realize that it's all a wash. Cause now you're a man and this show and crap is never gonna be like when you were free. <laughs> Cause you're 25 and all you can do is stuff over the goddamn criticism your childish delights must be burned even if you think it's undeserved i have a treatise on avatar and communism are you still talking about fma and everything you love is lacking <laughs> your points are now tracking but i will not engage with this kind of not engage just indulge in criticism <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm ready. My pipes are warmed up. I'm ready to sing. Song's already over, Mike. Oh, man. <laughs> God, we really do not know how to sing, huh? <laughs> yeah, ditto. You guys are wasting me. <laughs> and, that's, and now the real reason we don't let Mike sing is because we're afraid. <laughs> we're afraid he'll show us up. Dude, that was oh awesome. God. That was awesome, guys. Really good. That was delightful. Yeah, we're all singing this live, of course. Michelle, I think delightful. you got I think you got nailed. I think Arthur won that rap battle. I wrote this. <laughs> that was delightful. That was a sheer delight. Yeah, we, you said that we were recording at uh, three. I was there. Yeah, we were recording at three, just not where we told you. Right. Yeah. And listen, Mike. Oh. It's now time for you to drop the microphone and pick up the bat as you go out to the field and Mikey at the bat. This is the moment of the podcast where Mike has to guess what happens in next week's episode based solely on the episode title and the thumbnail. Mike, please describe to us the thumbnail for next week's episode. Eye of Heaven, Gateway of Earth. What a stupid title. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Activating trapdoor. Wait, wait, wait. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so in uh, Eye of Heaven, Gateway of Earth. <laughs> Welcome back, Michelle. <laughs> Uh, what we see is Ed being like, oh, my gosh, I'm nervous and I'm ready to fight. And Al's like in the back, like, whoa, I just woke up. And then so in 60, you got Eye of Heaven, Gateway of Earth. What does that mean? Eye of Heaven. Eye of Heaven. There's always that eye, isn't there? 
that looks at them from the gate. I'm not going to try and like make this title work because it really could mean anything. But what's going to happen next? Oh, shit, man. I do not know. Like, I could see a lot of different things going down here. It's just like what I don't under... I Like, it's going to be a fight, obviously. They're going to fight father. They're all here. I don't know where Lion Guy is. So I'm hoping that he can come in at some point and help out. I think it's reasonable to suggest that Scar will kill Wrath. You know, I, I'm still holding out for hope that Pride will assimilate Father at some point, that his own Pride will undo him in the end. I'm still holding out hope for that, but I don't know. And let's just find out, you know? Now that Mike has made his prediction, it's time for us to grade this episode on a scale from one to five stars. I'm going to get things started by saying, um, is the, is the trapdoor still there? <laughs> oh, just, uh, why don't you find out? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this a four. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm slowly withdrawing my hand. Yeah. I can hear you sweating through the <laughs> I just have a I just have a bit of a problem with um with the whole like we're just gonna force you to do it. Oh, it, yeah? just feel, it just feels yeah. kinda cheap, you know. No, like it's fair. They could have set it up mm. earlier. That's fair, okay. that's fair. Yeah, I think this is a also a solid four. I liked how the gold doctor turned into a slug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you could still tell it was him because the yeah. slug had a tooth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one was actually very packed, and it wasn't always graceful. It feels like we are in the finale. Finale now. We're no longer leading up to the finale. We're like here for that reason. Four. I'm gonna give it uh, enthusiastic four stars. Only really because of the Mustang forced transmutation thing. It just creates a lot of weird little plot questions for me. So I'm gonna say four. Yeah, I think I'm with everyone. Maybe even like a 4.25. I don't Mm. know. Like, you're right. I think like, obviously, the Mustang thing raises questions. But I do think like it has some emotional payoff that is like good and like gets us to a good place with his character. I think it's a good episode. I think I'm going to say 4.25. And now we're coming to the end of this week's episode of Full Metal Analyst, which means it's time for me to thank our guests for coming. Thank you so much, Carter. It's a delight having you here. Thank you for having me, as always. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I do not. I will... (laughs) plug my dog's instagram which is at mini sable and before you go karna will you please do your best full metal alchemist just like the interstitials full metal alchemist and if you don't want to give yourself over to criticism don't forget to follow us on twitter at <laughs> 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 that's better uh you can follow us on twitter at fm analysts that's fm and then the word analysts at twitter <laughs> Subscribe to us on Spotify. No, he's back. back. Or wherever you get your podcasts. If possible, leave us a review and recommend the show to a friend. We'd like to thank Sarah Leonard for managing our Tumblr. You can check that out at fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. But watch out, there are spoilers there. We'd also like to thank Camilla Franklin for doing our podcast art. You can check out more of her work by following her on Instagram at Camillastrator. If you like this episode and would like to hear more, why not subscribe to our Patreon? For just $2, you receive extended versions of each episode a week early. This week, you'll get to listen to us talk about Jungle Cruise. That's right, and you can also listen to the next week's episode right now by going to patreon.com slash fmanalysts. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, stay frosty, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Don't do the trapdoor again. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Why would I do that? Uh. That would be that would be needlessly cruel at this point. <laughs>